0: My people think my greatest passion is volleyball, but it's not. My greatest passion is helping these young girls realize what the greatest version of themselves really is off the court. Yeah. And, you know, I started writing this book in 2019 and my whole purpose was to be able to relate to girls on this level. You know, we live in a world that is governed by social media and this toxic trend of these girls not feeling that they were you know, adequate enough and they were always trying to live up to a celebrity's Instagram post or viewing their social status based on how many views on TikTok they got. I knew that there was something that I had to do to help these girls realize they're, you know, you're more beautiful than what you can see on an Instagram post. You're smarter than any caption you can ever come up with.
1: Hello, my name is Lynette Caldwell, and I'm your host and creator of Her Real Life, the podcast about her, you, and me. The sounds you will experience are collections of my unfiltered thoughts, conversations, and views from people I've encountered or other cool people we'll all want to know a little better. This is basically my way of showing how we as women live very similar lives and have very similar experiences, whether they're spoken or unspoken. We just live those lives in different hoods and on different streets. What you are about to hear is her real life. So today, I'm super excited about my guest. Um, our connection is, is interesting. We are connected through volleyball. I, I met with this amazing woman through my daughter's volleyball club, which is called Kiva here in Southern Indiana and Louisville, the Louisville area. We kind of connected through an email because Club Volleyball was very new to our family. Um, My daughter had an interest in it. And so I sent out an email because I thought, I need to make sure this is something that we're going to do because there's a time commitment. There's a financial commitment. And I didn't know anything about any of it. So she so graciously emailed me back, was very honest, which I loved. And the rest is history. So we've been in clubs since, oh, my goodness. It's been months now. We started our official season in January. So I have the absolute pleasure of introducing to some and presenting to others, Miss Courtney Robison-Dixon. Hello, Courtney. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. So I want you to um, let everybody know who you are, what you do at Kiva, and what's going on with you a little bit before we dive into all the good stuff.
0: Like, like you had said, my name is Courtney Robinson Dixon. I am born and raised right outside Louisville, Kentucky. I attended Assumption High School, where I played volleyball, and then I went on to continue my student athlete career as a collegiate volleyball player at the University of Louisville. And while I was playing volleyball at Louisville, I always had a passion for coaching and helping young girls. So during my career. As an athlete there, I actually coached at Kiva, where I played from the time I was 8 to 18. And during that time of coaching, I realized this is definitely what I wanted to do full time. You know, I thought I, growing up, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And the more I was involved in the, the volleyball world, I just knew that my heart and my passion was in young girls and in giving back to the sport that gave so much to me. So after graduation, of Louisville, I actually came and worked full time at Kiva Mm -hmm. as a youth program director. And now, you know, 10 years later, I'm here. I'm a club director of Kiva and oversee all of our teams, all 48 of them. And, you know, I I think a lot of people believe that my biggest passion in life is coaching volleyball. However, I realized that my biggest passion is helping young girls realize that they are the greatest version of themselves when they look at what's within themselves and not just how people view them and how they are viewed on a social media timeline. And, you know, part of that desire that I have for helping young women is the catalyst for starting me actually writing my first book, Living in Real Time. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to to be here. I feel blessed by God that I get to do what I love every single day. And I get to have a platform that's given me so much power to influence young women in a positive way.
1: And for everything that you just said, it's that is one of the main reasons that my family absolutely loves Kiva. Of course, the volleyball is amazing. There's so many people that I've spoken to before we even got involved with Kiva. Because, you know, it's a process when you are uh, beginning um, a club career, you mm-hmm. have to do research. And so I researched throughout my our area and I asked questions because I wanted to start with a program and I would love to finish with that program for my daughter. And everybody that I've spoken with, you know, I'd gotten some different recommendations here and there, but Kiva always came up. And right. the funny part about this is I've lived in Indiana twice. So two thousand four to two thousand seven I lived here and this was way before our kids were born and I was new to the area and it was kind of crazy because um I had a couple friends here but not many and they knew I'd play volleyball when I got to college because that was like close to me being out of college and so they said you need to come to this league down in Louisville and I was like what because at that time this is so funny we didn't have we were on slow time do you remember that yes <laughs> <laughs> Slow time and fast time. So that was basically our area did not recognize daylight savings time. So it was like right. I had to do rocket science almost to figure out what time the league was because it was down at the at the time we called it the Ohio Valley Volleyball Center. Uh-huh. And it was Kiva. Like I didn't realize I knew that other stuff happened with kids, but at that time I was just playing in the open leagues. Like I played coed, I played um right. the women's leagues and it's so funny because when I had to drive Rowan down there for like club, I was like, wait a minute. I've been here. Like you this know, like, is I where I play. <laughs> yes. So it really kind of made me feel good because we're like 10, 15 years beyond me being on this court, these courts. But now my daughter's playing on it. And we had gotten so much good feedback about your program, how awesome, like everything is structured. and. I I listen to people tell me, you know a Kiva girl when you see a Kiva girl because of the way she moves, the way she acts, you know. And literally as I watch these young girls go through the motions of their volleyball, you do see them all move the same. Like you watch the court and it's like you're watching um um almost like I get this this sight of synchronized swimming. You know how they're all moving and right. they all have right. this pattern and that's how the girls on the volleyball c- court are. Like the ball comes, they all move. They shift where they're supposed to go. So it's it's like magic, and so to know that your program has that much um, influence over people that their kids have already gone on, they've gotten scholarships through you know association with your program, and so I was I was thankful. And your words are exactly why people want to come there. You you not only care about volleyball because we all want to win. I mean that's why we're here. Right. We want to win. But you can just tell with every coach, with every, every person that is involved with these girls, how passionate they are about making them better people, like better humans. Right. And then volleyball comes with that, and that'll catapult them to other areas and other places. But that's one thing that my husband and I are super satisfied with is your foundation, like what you do and what you mean and what you say and how you care for the girls. So I just want to tell you that from my heart. We appreciate you as a family. My daughter was very, very excited. Um, We walked into a sea of red and black shirts at tryouts. And I'm not going to lie, she was intimidated because she was (laughs) like, everybody has a shirt and they all know what to do. And and we didn't know anyone. Like we literally knew not one person. So I feel like your program has not only proven to her. That she can go in a place that nobody knows her name because where we live, everybody knows me. They know my husband. They know mm-hmm. that we were athletes. And, you know, if we're honest, sometimes that helps with selection, you know? Right. And and, and that's just the truth of sports. So she, I, I was proud of her because she said, I'm determined to go there and I'm not going to be nervous. We went to the pro shop and we got a... Um, A an older Kiva shirt so she didn't feel so crazy walking in. She was like, I got a (laughs) shirt now. Um, So thank you for having that available. And um, (laughs) she was just, she did it on her own. She made it and she has developed for a kid that never played volleyball to see her now doing things and wanting to be better. You guys make a difference. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. We're happy to have you guys part of our Kiva family.
1: Absolutely. So now that we know, we've talked, you've talked a little bit, you mentioned living in real time, and we're going to dive into that just um, here shortly. But there's a game that I always play with all of my guests. So I want to play that with you today. Okay. It's called the five. And what it is, is a rapid fire um, question answer. I'm going to ask you some questions, and you don't even have to think about it. Like literally, I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind and we're going to move forward. You have five minutes to ask these questions or to answer these questions. So you think you're ready?
0: I hope so. <laughs> if I get them right. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. You'll get them right. Cause they're all about you. <laughs>
0: oh, okay.
1: Perfect. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start. I got, I'm getting your timer queued up. We're going to start here. You've got five minutes starting in three, two and one. Would you say you are early or late?
0: Always early
1: okay are you a flyer or a driver a flyer would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert
0: very big extrovert
1: (laughs) okay so if you could sing or dance are you a singer or a dancer
0: terrible at both but i love to (laughs) sing way more than i like to dance
1: (laughs) would you say you're a lipstick or eyeshadow girl lipstick do you use words or emojis words coffee or tea
0: coffee
1: would you rather text or call call you like oatmeal or cereal
0: cereal
1: you have to pick one of these lyrics or instrumental lyrics fresh or frozen food fresh what's your favorite smell Mm, lavender oh I like lavender (laughs) like that made me feel relaxed when you said the word yes (laughs) if you could take music book or pen and paper which one would you take Music. Um. Do you like to write with a pen or a pencil? Pen. Do you wear a hood or do you carry an umbrella? Hood. Do you cross your T's before you
0: dot your I's? Never thought about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's interesting, though. I'm going to have to go write something <laughs> next time. I feel like I would probably cross the T first.
1: Okay. Do you like sweet or unsweetened tea? Sweet. Room temperature or cold water?
0: Room temperature.
1: Biscuits or cornbread? Biscuits. When you're playing tic-tac-toe, are you X's or O's? X's. Do you start in the middle or on the corners? In the middle. <laughs> it gives you more advantage. I really believe that. It does. Brown or white gravy? Brown. Um, bath or Shower. Shower. I know you said you're always early to things, but would you consider yourself an early bird or a night owl?
0: Definitely an early bird.
1: Are you a planner or are you impulsive? Planner. Okay. Who would you like to meet past or present? Mm. Could be anybody, whether they're here with us or they've gone on before us.
0: I would probably say Glennon Doyle she's an author and she's a very uh very extravagant I would say is a good word for her and she's just got very like open-minded uh, kind of free spirit mentality and she's got some really really good books and she was married and then uh was divorced and actually got married to a professional soccer player so she just got a really cool story about blended families i think it'd be interesting to you know pick her brain one day
1: wow what's your what was your favorite toy as a child
0: a cozy coop oh my god My mom kept it for me, so I'm going to give it to my son. Oh, I love the Cozy Coops.
1: I just, I see my kid, we had a Cozy Coop as well. And both of them tried to fit in it because they're so close. And it was, we have a picture of my son frowning because his sister's like opening the door, sitting down in it. But he's like, this is my car. He did. He was like, what are you doing? That's exactly what his face looked like. We love a Cozy Coop too. Okay. Yes. What's your favorite dessert?
0: Chocolate. Anything chocolate.
1: (laughs) What's the most interesting place... Where is the most interesting place you've been?
0: Montana. It's beautiful.
1: Your favorite meal to cook?
0: Salmon, asparagus, and a little bit of parmesan noodles.
1: Oh. Okay. That may be hungry just now, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, heels or flats? Flats. Do you like high top sneakers or low top sneakers? Low top. Automatic or stick shift?
0: automatic
1: are you a minivan or suv type of lady suv do you wear dresses or rompers dresses do you prefer fast food or home cooking cooking home cooking how do you like your eggs scrambled do you like anything in them
0: uh, cheese and pepper that's about it
1: would you prefer a hotel or an airbnb airbnb work out at home or in a gym Home. Do you like cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay, we're down to 10 seconds. Real or fake plants? Real. Caramel or chocolate?
0: Chocolate, chocolate,
1: chocolate. Coffee coffee or tea?
0: Coffee. Okay, that's it. We're done. We're done. That. Thank oh. you.
1: See, these are like, people are always saying, why do you do those, um, the five? And I said, it's because with those questions, we learn so much about you because it's the first thing off your mind. Um, it's just interesting facts about you that you really don't think about, but it's stuff that we do every day. Right, for sure. Like decisions that we make. So thank you for playing. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now we have got the fun stuff. So to all of my guests, I always send over a packet and it's called Think About This. And mm-hmm. it's just some questions that I want them to just reflect on. Um you know, kind of sit down and take a moment just to breathe and think about. So I asked you those and you gave me your answers. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, Tell me something that you feel like you can teach in five minutes.
0: You know, I read a book one time that, you know, it was, it was called the 5am club because I'm all about early morning birds and just the productivity of an individual and how a lot of times extremely productive people what others don't realize is how much balance they actually have in their life Mm -hmm. and you know I think I juggle a lot of things between you know running a volleyball club and you know writing a book and speaking I go to a lot of schools and speak and there was a time you know a few years ago that I just felt that I had no balance and I was constantly go 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 and I would just run myself into the ground and I think if I could teach anyone anything that I think can make a true difference in their life is the power of balance. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is your mental state being balanced, your physical state and your emotional state. And what I've done a lot, you know, I do this with youth athletes, helping them get their balance. I've taught this to adults. And I just think that if you can take, you know, even a little bit of time every single day in regards to your mental state and just Get spending, even if it's five minutes, five minutes focusing on something that you're curious about reading, whether it's, you know, reading a book or, you know, reading a five minute article on Twitter about something that you're interested in, but just feeding that curiosity of your mental state and not having to worry about all the to-do list in your head and all the things that you got to do for work and the laundry that you got to get done for your family and you got to go to the grocery, just being able to take that time to focus specifically on something that you are mentally engaged in and Mm -hmm. that interests you. So that balance starts right there with the mental side. And then the second piece of that is the physical state, making sure that you're physically balanced. And you know, I'm a health and nutrition exercise nut by nature just because of you know my career and but I've just always had a strong passion and truly believe that your personality that you know your emotions and the way you behave how you interact with people is a direct reflection of how you take care of your body and you know based on what you put into it nutrition wise and exercising and that hormone that's released from exercise you know that serotonin is always say it's the happy drug and you know it really does allow you to present yourself in a just positive way towards other people. So always trying to get 30 minutes a day of exercise to keep that physical state balanced. Mm -hmm. And then the last piece of that balance is the emotional side. And, you know, we've seen over the last 10 years, just such a drastic decline in mental and emotional health. And obviously, there's tons and tons of factors that go into that for young women and adults as a whole. However, I truly believe that, you know, as an emotional state, if you can every day in the morning, write down three things that you're grateful for. And you see those things on paper. I tell kids all the time, you can't just say them out loud. You have to write them down and truly see, you know, I'm grateful for my family today. Or sometimes I'll be honest, I but I'm grateful that I had an awesome piece of chocolate cake last <laughs> night. And it should, you know, the little things, yeah. I think sometimes we, constantly get caught up in all the problems Mm -hmm. that we have in our life and all the negativity when in the grand scheme of things, you know, we're all so fortunate and so lucky to have the life that we have and the health that we have and the family and friends and the relationships and the things that are in real life and real time that are, you know, available to us that we sometimes take for granted. So I always say if I could teach you something in five minutes, it is the importance and power of mental, physical and emotional balance.
1: Oh, that just made me take a, a deep breath. Like you're such a breath of fresh air all the time. Like yes,
0: like we have to be reminded of that.
1: Yeah, so okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pause real quick. What did you go? What is your degree in from UofL? I
0: have two. I have one in sports administration, which obviously I carried over to what I do now and a lot of people don't know this. My second degree was in American Sign Language Interpreting for the Deaf. Really? Yeah, you know, I thought that I wanted to be an interpreter and work in the school system and help kids that way. And, um, I'll be honest, I still, you know, have my skills of sign language, but there's so many, uh, the politically correct way to say this would just be, um, struggles yeah. that the, the government has on interpreting and they very much, um, suppress the deaf community and, I, like I said, I'm very extroverted and outspoken, and I did not believe that I could keep my mouth shut, that how unfair I thought the things were for the deaf community, so now I just, you know, I, I still attend deaf, you know, interactions like deaf volleyball, and I see them out in the, the deaf community, and, you know, i communicate with them through sign language so it's I still you know volunteer sometimes to interpret weddings and different things like that but no I could not follow it as a career path because I do believe there's a lot of injustice in it
1: and see that speaks volumes too because when you have passion for something and people and right is right and wrong is wrong it's hard to stand by when you know that things aren't going the way they should but kudos to you for like that see that's something I learned about you that I had no clue that.
0: Yeah. I, I like it that a lot of people don't know that.
1: <laughs> like you're, so would you, would you be considered fluent? Like, can you say that about um, sign language? Are you fluent? Yeah. Like what's the word, you know, how people are fluent. Yeah, other fluent.
0: Now? Um, when I graduated, I absolutely was. It's very much like riding a bike. It's kind of you, if you don't use your skills, you lose them, but <laughs> they do come back. So with not doing it every single day, I'm not as fast as I used to be, but I've mm-hmm. um, actually ran into a deaf guy that I've, been friends with for years, a couple of months ago. And my husband and I were at dinner in uh, Jeffersonville, Indiana, and he was there. So I was able to carry a full conversation and introduce him to my husband, tell him that we were expecting our first child in August. So yeah, it's awesome to be able to catch up with them.
1: See, and that's in my, um, in a previous episode about education, that was something that we also spoke about was the deaf community, like, or being able to translate for everyone, Because if you don't have enough translations, whether it be language or um, ASL, like you're not going to get the potential that the person has, like the full potential, because they're not able to communicate properly. So that makes me happy, like that you can do that. I didn't know there was deaf volleyball. I didn't know any of this stuff.
0: It's a ton of fun, and they obviously loved having somebody that played at Louisville and runs a volleyball club come to their
1: games. Is that here in or down in Louisville?
0: It is. It's over at the Douglas Community Center, is where they have it in the Highlands.
1: Oh my goodness. So, for anybody that's listening and you have a person in your life that may be deaf and maybe also interested in athletics, there you go. Like, that's at home. A whole new thing that I had no clue about. So. That makes me happy. Oh my goodness. (laughs) See, Courtney, (laughs) you're special, like you really are. Okay. Thank you. So, another thing I ask everybody what is something you want others to know about you, but nobody ever asks?
0: You know, I think that in the role that I am, and as an administrator, everybody just sees this very strong, confident woman that doesn't really need anything in return. And, you know, for the most part, that is absolutely true. I 100% love giving back to my coaches, my parents, uh, the athletes in this community. Obviously, for my readers of my book, I, I love to give and I'm a giver by nature. Mm-hmm. My husband always says, we are going to be poor for the rest of our (laughs) life because you buy so many presents (laughs) because you just love to give people things. I'm like, I know, but it just makes them smile. I love it. That's right. But I will say as much as I do give and I show, you know, the strength and no weakness, I do want people to realize and believe. And especially my kids, Mm -hmm. you know, I struggle the same way you guys struggle. I get tired the same way you guys get tired. I have moments of weakness. I cry just like you guys do. And I think that, that's something that I want, you know, especially young athletes and young women to know, but also, you know, the parents and the community as well that I'm just a normal person, just like everyone else. Cause I think sometimes, you know, everyone believes that, oh, you're just this rock and everything's perfect in your life. No, I'm, I'm just like you. And, um, my husband will be the first one to say, Oh, yes, yeah, she's very needy. She needs my <laughs> attention and love all the time. And, and I like being nurtured and cared for just like I, you know, give it back the, you know, I think the five love languages are a 100% spot on as far as we give love the way that we want to receive love. Mm-hmm. And the way I give my heart is a 100% wide open. I, I give everything to the people that I love, the kids that I love, you know, my time, my efforts, my emotions, I give them everything. And that's exactly what I like to receive, too. um so I think that that's something that not a lot of people realize about me,
1: yes, because in your position, you do i mean, and you rightfully so, you have to present as strong and leaders and athletes are a lot of times leaders in whatever field they go into, even after athletics are finished. And so some people it's like that saying that um you see sometimes check on your strong friends because they need they're they're normal, just like everybody else. Right. Exactly. So, so that's that's good to know, and it and it helps. It especially helps young girls that are looking up to you because they do. Even if you don't say anything, every um, coach, every person that's involved in in what Kiva does, those girls will look up to them, regardless of if they ever have an interaction with them. They still look up to them because they're in leadership. Right. So it's good to right. know that. Um, the fearless leader, Courtney, can also be normal <laughs> and has the same issues that they yeah. did. Would you say that the little girl you were would look up to the woman that you are today?
0: I would. You know, growing up as a young girl, I knew that I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be successful in a career. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at a young age, I didn't exactly know what that career would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that now as I've grown up and, you know, I am a wife now and I do have a great career that I absolutely love doing what I do. And like I said, we've got our first child coming in August. I do think that the little girl that, you know, I always envisioned of this life that I wanted, I think that the woman I am today has achieved that life. And most importantly, that balance of, you know, a successful working mom and successful in a career. And I think that, what the little girl would have been so proud about is that my career is influencing others in such a positive way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, that's all we can ask for because when you're young, you see so many people that you want to be like and uh, things that you want to do. And sometimes those things line up with what you end up doing and sometimes they don't. So even the small success that we have as an adult, I feel like, the little girl in us looks up to it and is like, "That is amazing." Because you, if you can remember back to being little, like right. five, six, seven, and you you saw the adults that are now our ages, and you just right. rem- I can remember thinking, "This is crazy!" Like they're doing this, and and now as an adult, some of those things were kind of small, but to a little person, it's crazy. It was just like
0: exactly amazing.
1: Like I used to play when I was little because I'm an only child. So I did a lot of things with my imagination and as a little girl, I would play business is what I called it. So like I had an old phone that we didn't need anymore and I had back then it was like electric um, typewriters like that was a big deal. It was a brother AX-22. I'll never forget it. (laughs) It had correction (laughs) tape and all this and my business was called my name was Krista Golden with Golden Enterprises. I have no idea why. But like that was my business and my business name. I've always known I wanted to be a businesswoman. Like yeah. I just have been a boss from itty bitty land, you know?
0: I, when, you, when you know it early, you stick <laughs> to it, right? That's
1: right. So it has worked out and God has blessed me to where I've been able to be in corporate America and navigate through life and have businesses and do things. So I feel like when we have, um, when we we're able to do any small thing that, the little girl in us wanted to do that we've right. we've gotten we've achieved success because it's relative and i think for me and by listening to you that you've done what you were going to do like you've done the thing that that little girl would have been like you're awesome yeah <laughs> so now that we um we're almost done with this segment of the show i always ask about sounds because sounds are super important to me um sound waves once a sound is released it never like it goes on forever it never stops so Mm -hmm. a lot of people they know about sounds and I just I always like to know what people want to sound like so tell me if you could be a sound any sound in the world any sound that you've ever heard what would it be and why
0: You know, I think it would be water flowing down a river or a waterfall, some type of flowing water, because I believe that that is a combination of power and peace all in one. Mm -hmm. You know, the sound of rushing water, it gives this sense of calm, serenity to one's mind and soul. And, you know, I'm an outdoors person by nature. I I grew up on a farm and Mm -hmm. hunting and fishing with my dad and you know, as an adult, I've taken this love for mountain biking. And so I spend a lot of time in the woods. And, you know, I think because of the career that I have, I am constantly in, I always call it organized chaos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In a gym with people running all over the place, there's whistles blowing. And there's just, you know, people constantly, I I think I get over 100 and some text messages a day from (sighs) parents and kids. So (sighs) there's just constantly noise in my life. And I think that that has always been my mental peace escape is to be in the woods and mm-hmm. there's just nothing more surreal and calming than hearing water flowing but at the same time knowing how much power yeah. there is in water and you know how much power there is flowing down that river or you know fueling the energy for electricity through power and i just you know i think that sums up kind of the mission and goal that i've had for my life is to influence others in a positive and powerful way, but at the same time, giving each individual that nurturing love and sense of peace that they need to make them feel completely empowered to be the greatest version of themselves. So I just think that the sound of water sums up the mission of my life.
1: Yeah, because it, it, it is, it's powerful. It's and, and water, I think sometimes we we don't realize how strong water can be but when you look at like when things flood and there's storms that come like water can take away cars and trucks and i mean if you you can't out swim it sometimes so but yet that's what some people go to sleep to is the sound of water trickling or if you go to therapy or if you go anywhere rain hitting um hitting the the roof like it's just it's something peaceful about water absolutely that's pretty awesome now we get to talk about like this amazing book that you've written um oh. I just i'm I'm super excited about it not only for my daughter but like as I've read it, it helps me because if we're honest and you when when you have your little man you'll you'll start to see all of this because I know you've dealt with with children for a long time, but I could tell my daughter, the same thing that you're writing in here. Mm-hmm. And it would be like I was speaking an absolute foreign language to her or that I was crazy or I had 10 heads if I said it. But the fact that you are writing this and it's an easy read, like it, it flows, it's quick. And what you're telling the girls in their, I feel like in their vernacular, like it's, it's a, it's words that they're able to understand. It makes a difference. And it, it also gives me as a parent um validation to say in my mind like I don't tell her see I said the same thing but <laughs> it but really it does make you feel good that cuz sometimes I feel like maybe I'm too I'm, I'm too hard or maybe I'm I'm not cool enough you know I don't know all the mm-hmm. ins and outs of everything but everything in this book is true I'm talking from fam- right. going from family like it's just so many things as um a preteen teenage girl and with mm-hmm. our our world today, that's out of it's kinda of out of control. Right. So for sure. my topic of the day that I want to talk with you um uh, about is is basically the realistic state of mind. And you've given the title of your book, which is called Living in Real Time. And mm-hmm. for everybody listening, it is a book that you need to give as gifts, you need to have at your house. Like it's something especially in this digitally charged, um, social media kind of magazine life, filter world we live in. This is a book that speaks to our kids and helps them. And I don't think it's just for girls. It could be for boys too. But Mm -hmm. tell me what your breaking point was for you to say, I need to write a book about this.
0: For sure. You know, I've over the last 10 years of being involved in youth sports and Run in Kiva. I've just seen a drastic decline in mental mm-hmm. health for our, for our young girls here. And just, you know, the stories that I've heard and the, the interactions that I've had with girls as they've gone through self doubt. And, you know, we've unfortunately had some suicides within our club and mm-hmm. within our volleyball community of young girls that just feel like they have no purpose in this life. And, you know, like I said, My people think my greatest passion is volleyball, but it's not my greatest passion is helping these young girls realize what the greatest version of themselves really is off the court. Yeah. And you know, I started writing this book in 2019 and my whole purpose was to be able to relate to girls on this level. You know, we live in a world that is governed by social media and this toxic trend of these girls not feeling that they were You know, adequate enough and they were always trying to live up to a celebrity's Instagram post or viewing their social status based on how many views on TikTok they got. I knew that there was something that I had to do to help these girls realize they're, you know, you're more beautiful than what you can see on an Instagram post. You're smarter than any caption you can ever come up with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I began writing this book and as I started to write, I realized there's so much that is not taught in schools that are the biggest lessons these girls need in life and you know conversations about the importance of real friendships and how to navigate teenage romantic relationships yeah. and you know what it means to have a healthy nutrition and exercise as a teenager the importance of goal setting and just all these different things that are not taught in math, English and social studies and mm-hmm. i believe that God gave me this great platform as far as being a volleyball administrator and these girls, they trusted me and they looked at me as a coach and Mm -hmm. they believed everything I said in regards to the volleyball world. So I just believed that maybe if it could just touch the life of one young girl that I could write this book. And as I began to write, I also realized, you know, this could help parents relate to their daughters better as well. You know, the everything that is in this book is 100% what has been brought to me in my office from girls that have gone before me mm-hmm. in regards to, you know, playing for me. So, you know, I say, yes, I wrote this book, but I tell the kids, no, you wrote this book. All these things came from kids just like you. And I think that's what helps them relate to it. And I think that's what helps, you know, moms and dads read and they're like, okay, this is what my kid is experiencing. And, you know, I released this to Kiva kids first. And, you know, within a week, 300 copies sold and to hear the conversations of moms and dads call me and email me and say, I can't thank you enough for writing this because for the first time I've been able to read this. My daughter's been able to read it and we've been able to have an honest conversation about what's going on in her life. And that was my hope as I wrote this book that you know, parents could, this would be a catalyst for conversations to, you know, all right, let's break that ice. Let's make the elephant in the room, you know, come around and we're able to talk about these things as a family. And like you said, mom and dad have all the same answers that are in this book. However, mom and dad aren't cool. And I'm not going to be cool to my son either. He's going (laughs) to think I'm a total loser and I don't know anything. But, you know, the, the girls that play here in the volleyball community and, you know, seeing somebody that has gone through the high school experience and Mm -hmm. the middle school experience and being a student athlete, I think that, you know, again, like I said, I couldn't be more thankful from God that he blessed me with this platform, because I do think it's the reason I've been able to connect with them.
1: Now, as a parent, because when I was reading some of this, I was thinking, sometimes, even though social media is huge, because, like, honestly, I do a lot of my stuff on social media, a lot of my promotion, a lot of my
0: for my sure website I mean, marketing business marketing
1: right it's part of what i have to do and we as adults go through the same thing that kids do as far as oh we see this post we see that post or we want our kids to be in the best programs and the best um the best school like everything that we do which is a natural thing of i want them to have much more than i did do you Correct. feel like can you help parents with this question i'm about to ask you how can we as parents help facilitate living in real life like what changes do you feel like we need to make because sometimes not only does social media push um some of the issues that are going on with with girls like bullying and and um like relationship types type of things and Mm -hmm. and all of those emotions and the things that you're talking about in your book how can we as parents make the changes because we want we want our kids to be the best too so how can we make changes like what do you think we could do
0: I believe the big thing in regards to family and, you know, being a role model in regards to social media is the amount of time you're actually on it. Um, You know, like you said, social media is not going anywhere, Mm -hmm. especially for business owners. We obviously use that to, you know, promote our different products and we have to have our websites up and all of those things. But I do believe that in the home, in the car, at the dinner table, you know, out to eat, I think if kids see that parents aren't on cell phones and they're not on social media, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a direct reflection. I say this all the time in the volleyball world, you know, if you're speaking bad about a coach in front of your child, then Mm -hmm. the child's going to hear that. And I will give my husband a hundred percent credit. I think he has been one of the greatest you know, teachers to me in regards to the importance of not having any type of digital platform Around whenever there's quote unquote family time going on. And it's actually, a, you know, a piece of a chapter in my book about mm-hmm. our first date. He put his phone in the console of his truck. And I'm like, Hey, do you need your cell phone? And he said, no, I'm with you. Why would I need a phone? And I was like, Oh my gosh, this dude is totally weird. Like you have not from the 21st century. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like thinking this date's going to be terrible, but throughout our relationship in our marriage, it's been absolutely phenomenal. And I I think that's the greatest thing that as parents we can do for our kids is, you know, when we get home and we're making dinner or we're sitting at the dinner table, there's no phones out. There's no reason to be on social media. There's no reason to be scrolling through Twitter when we're sitting on the couch watching a movie as a family. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can set the stage, you know, as adults and the leaders of the household, then kids will learn from that.
1: And I want to say, to his parents, they did a great job because
0: they, just, they raised a great
1: man. <laughs> for as far as you know, for someone to leave it and not feel like that anxiety of, oh gosh, I need my phone with me, and for him to tell you, I'm with you, and this was your first date, so right, it hadn't even gotten really super serious, but he respected your time and the op- the the opportunity to to right. make it better. Or to make it last a little bit longer enough that he was like, I'm I don't, i do not need that. When I read that I was like, Well you better go ahead and, and wheel in that lady, like reel her uh, in, no.
0: because that's it. Yes, he's a very, very great man and I'm so thankful for him.
1: Now, as far as I've heard some of the things that you said you want to do or you want this book to do for young girls. Um uh-huh. what's the ultimate goal? Like, is there a next step um, to um, programming or anything that you want to pull from living in real time? Like, what do you want to see in your, in the Kiva program, happen from the result of reading your book? There is a
0: phase two, and a lot of people don't realize this about the book. Um, I'm also creating an online course for it as well. So, you know, I'm putting the book into a lot of different school systems. but. Throughout my time writing it, I realized, you know, this could be a great online course that teachers Mm -hmm. use in the classroom that, you know, they don't have time for a full 18 chapter, 176 page book. But, you know, they could make it a six or seven week, you know, little, you know, not a podcast, but a little seven week course as far as here's the video that we watch and then here's the worksheets that go along with it. So that is phase two of this. And then also to be able to, you know, use that in the volleyball community as well, where club directors and across the nation coaches can give that to the different athletes and say, all right, here's the, you know, let's talk about this section on the importance of friendships and this section, the importance of, you know, relationships and family and over here exercise and goal setting and just breaking it up in chunks like that. So that is definitely phase two of it. But, you know, again, I just really pray that I can get this in the hands of as many young girls as possible mm-hmm. where girls can start to feel and understand that their true strength and confidence as a woman comes from what's in their real life, what's within their heart and not on a social media timeline.
1: I'm super excited about it all. and um, as we've spoken off um, off here, I the book touched me so much that I coach my daughter's middle school team. And mm-hmm. I live in Southern Indiana, which because we travel about an hour to get to Kiva. But it's such a powerful book. And it's a book that I as I see my children, both of them in their preteen and teenage years. I want to start a book club. So I'm I'm working on right now facilitating a book club for this area because I think it's necessary. I know it's necessary. I don't think I know it's right. necessary for girls and even young guys to know you don't have to live off of oh my gosh I hope I get a thousand followers oh my goodness I hope I get um, 30 likes like in your book you were talking about um, the girls saying do I post it this time oh is she going to look at it is he like I really think because honestly so many things have been taken away from our kids with technology which seems so uh, contradictory but with technology they've lost experience because they they don't have to go anywhere they sit and they do Instead of being able to jump out and go and do things with with our friends, like climb trees, walk um, up and down the street. I remember, you know, when the the street light came on, that meant you needed to be home. Well, that meant we were already outside playing with our friends and kids don't do that now. So I want to get this book in the hands of as many young girls in the school um, that I know, as many young girls in the community, especially our community here where I live, because they don't have a lot of things that they look to except for social media. So I'm starting a book club because for us up here, I've already talked to the other coaches for the other classes that, um, that teach or that coach volleyball and their game for it, for the, their girls. And I'm hoping to get some other schools Um, for the summer. Let's do a book club because reading is always helpful. And when you're reading good information, You can't go wrong. So that's how much your book has impressed me and put an impression upon my heart for this generation of kids that we're dealing with right now and the necessary things they need to realize. That it's not all about likes. It's all about moving your finger up and down and constantly staring at your phones. We have to have experience with each other and socially interact with each other and be intentional about it. So... I just appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you writing the book and being um, transparent and available and open to these girls that come into your facility day in and day out, year after year. And they grow into to women. And if we can't shape the girls at this age right now that we're dealing with, what's going to happen when they're our ages? Right. Like we need to start investing into what they do and how they feel and what they think besides them looking at us and, and saying, Oh, I want to be that we need to invest in them. And this right here, your book of living in real time is an investment. So well, thank you. I thank you for coming on here today. I thank you for allowing us. Um, I, I go back to that very first email I sent to you. And I was like, be honest with me, because that's just how I am. I'm like, listen, if it's a no go, we'll come back. <laughs> we don't <laughs> we don't have to, you know, do it just to say we did it like You were like, no, I'm going to look at her because I think what when I emailed you first, she was doing the pre tryout clinic, Mm -hmm. and I was like, just tell me it's not gonna It might crush me a little bit, but it ain't gonna kill me. So (laughs) let me know if we need to come back. And you're like, I'll do that. You kept your word. You looked at her and you gave us an honest um, opinion and feedback. So since that moment, I had so much respect for you. And then as our relationship has cultivated and um, My daughter's gone through Kiva and now reading your book, it only amps that up. So I thank you.
0: Well, thank you. And like I said before, we're so happy to have you guys here as part of our Kiva
1: family. Well, I think that is all that we're going to do for today. I hope everybody goes out. Um, Courtney, do you have some information as far as contact information? I know I'll have it on my website Um, to share with everybody. But while they're listening, do you have any kind of information as to how to get your book, your website? What's next? You want to tell us any of that?
0: Yes. So everyone can purchase my book on my website. It's just CourtneyRD.com. And the book is on there. Also, all of my contact information, my email address, all of that is on there as well. So, you know, like you said, I am always available. Happy to chat with people. I love when people email me and you know, ask questions or, you know, have just different situations, you know, what would you do with a teenage athlete that's like this or daughter or anything. So yes, the website is CourtneyRD.com. All right.
1: Well, everybody, I guess this is all for the day. What you have heard is her real life. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.